Park the mower and grab a beer. This is Pete's Garage. I'm Dan Bozon. This week, Hotel Butler. You live, you learn. And I hope I live long enough to learn how to properly manage a hotel butler. I'll get to that in a minute. First, the place where we usually stayed in Mexico City sucked. There's really no other way to put it. It was undergoing extensive renovations, and the portion of the hotel that remained open had gone to shit. Why bother keeping up the place if it's all going to get ripped out and replaced? I get that. But it didn't excuse the used Kleenexes my boss found on his bathroom floor. I mean, come on, guys. Let's make a little effort here. The only reason we bothered with the place was because it was right around the corner from the U.S. Embassy in what was considered a safe part of town. And in the not-so-distant past, it had had a reputation for being a pretty swanky place. That was probably why it had been recommended to us. But the Kleenexes were the last straw. That's it, the boss had said. I'm not staying here anymore. So it fell to his executive assistant to find us a new place for our next trip. The CFO and I were hanging out at her desk. This looks nice, she said, looking at her computer. How about the St. Regis? I'd been to dinners at St. Regis hotels in a couple of cities, but I'd never stayed in one. But from what I'd seen, they did in fact appear quite nice. How much does it cost? asked the CFO. That's what CFOs are supposed to ask. Let's see, the boss's assistant replied. Here, she said, flipping around her computer monitor for the CFO to see. What? he exclaimed. No way, we're not paying that. Which was a bummer, but not unexpected. Hang on, he said after a minute. Was that in dollars or pesos? It was pesos. He pulled out his phone, looked up the exchange rate, and did a quick conversion calculation. Oh, he said, seeing the number. That isn't that bad. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't exorbitant either. Okay, let's do it, the CFO decided. A few minutes later, everything was set. We were staying at the St. Regis. A couple weeks later, the driver delivered me to the hotel entrance. A porter greeted me the moment I opened my door. He wore a Secret Service-style earpiece and a little microphone clipped to his lapel. Welcome to the St. Regis, senor, he said in accented English. May I have your name, please? I gave it to him, which he then found on a neatly folded piece of paper he'd taken from his jacket pocket. Ah, yes, he said upon finding my name. I see you're with us for one night. That's correct, I told him. He then moved his lapel mic in the direction of his mouth and said, Senor Bozon, llegando. It was like getting gonged on board a warship. Commander, arriving. And I loved the way he pronounced my name. In the U.S., most people pronounce it Bozong. In Mexico and most other places outside the United States, people say Buzun, which I find amusing. Hey, I'm the first to admit it's a weird frickin' name. The porter handed me off to a bellboy who handed me off to the front desk attendant who then handed me off to another bellboy. Every step of the way, I received the same greeting from hotel staff members. Buenas tardes, Senor Buzun. It was a nice touch. The bellboy led me through the lobby to the elevators. The atmosphere was calming, very pleasing. Soft, jazz music played lightly in the background, and the entire place smelled like fresh-cut lilacs. Various water features emitted the sounds of bubbling brooks. It was all very feng shui. It made you think, this must be how the Rockefellers did it. I'm sure there's an entire science behind hotel atmosphere setting, which places like the St. Regis used to great effect. The bellboy made polite small talk during the elevator ride to the 14th floor, where he then deposited my bags just inside the door of my room which was 
quite nice. I immediately set out exploring to discover its various wonders. Five minutes later, there was a knock at my door. Probably another bellboy or assistant manager checking in to make sure I'd found the room satisfactory, I assumed. What I found instead upon opening the door was a rather distinguished-looking gentleman in white tie and tails. It was after six o'clock, after all. He was holding a silver tray with a glass of champagne. Clipped to his lapel was a shiny brass name tag that read Andres. Welcome to the St. Regis, Senor Bozoon, he intoned formally. My name is Andres, and I will be your butler for the duration of your stay. My, my what? My butler? Uh, okay, I stammered in response. May I come in, he asked. Sure, I said. Upon stepping into the entryway, he extended the silver tray in my direction. A light refreshment, he offered. When I politely declined, explaining, apologizing that I unfortunately couldn't drink, Andreas seemed disappointed. But ever the professional, he quickly recovered. I certainly understand, sir, he replied. May I show you the features of your room? Again, I politely declined because I was anxious to get settled in and on my way to dinner. And, through my earlier exploration, I had already found a variety of goodies. The terry cloth robe and slippers, the shoe shine kit and felt-lined bag for sending shoes out for a quick resoling if necessary, the espresso maker, identical to those found in the nicer European hotels, the fully stocked bar and jars of macadamia nuts, the $60 a bottle hand soap and lotion. I felt like I knew my way around, which was again a disappointment to Andres. Very well, sir, he said. If you should need anything during your stay, simply press the button on the display above your nightstand, and I will be happy to assist you. I thanked Andres and sent him on his way, feeling as though I'd failed both of us. Now, in my defense, I didn't grow up in frickin' Downton Abbey, okay? I've never had a valet or a footman. I don't know what to do with such people. I like to think I have good manners and a modicum of class, but the whole point of having good manners is to put people at ease. I did not put Andres at ease. In fact, I think I may have insulted him. Later that night, my phone rang. It was Andres. May I bring you anything, sir? Perhaps a sparkling water or a cup of tea? No, thank you, I told him. I'm quite fine. And again, he sounded dejected. Very well, sir. Please call if you need anything. I'm sorry I failed you, Andres. I've never had a hotel butler. Next time, I'll do better. I'll bring shoes that need shining, clothes that need ironing, and a blazer specked with lint that you can brush clean for me. I'll have you fetch me extra towels that I have no intention of using. I'll complain about things that are wrong with my room, even though they aren't. And then I'll expect you to apologize for everything and to get the hotel management involved to fix it. I'll say things like, it's disappointing to see how precipitously the standards have declined here. How will that be? I'll be fussy, high maintenance, and a touch condescending. Because I owe that to you, Andres, and to your colleagues at the glorious, lilac-smelling St. Regis. Yes, I'll do better next time. I promise. Thanks for listening. You can check out other episodes and stories from the Pete's Garage blog over at the website, dambozon.com. That's D-A-N-B-O-Z-U-N-G.com.